What? Uh, oh, uh, hey everyone! Welcome to uh, TGIM, the working experience. Route ninety three North is almost at a standstill. It's a rough one out there this morning. Snow and sleet. There is no service on the. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Uh, yeah, folks, we're gonna be a few minutes. We have train traffic ahead of us. We should be moving shortly. John, we need that report ASAP. Where are we on that presentation? And HR wants to see you. Did you return that email yet? We have a team meeting at 10. To stay late, Bob. Teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> They're moving in a different direction. And after the meeting, we'll have a breakout session. Who ate my Where are my hot pockets? This microwave is disgusting. Oh, God, what's that? He was wow. living his Sexual toenails at the desk. I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. Hey, everybody. It's, uh... Maddie K, Working Experience Podcast. Sorry, I was a little sleepy there. Hey, uh, that's what that's what happens oof. when the clock strikes twelve oh one a.m. <laughs> on Monday morning, and you're you go to sleep on Sunday night. You're so excited to get up and greet Monday, you pop out of bed, and you're raring to go. And, and I fall asleep. <laughs> I kind of <laughs> drift. I mean, yesterday uh, was St. Patty's Day, right? Cheers, everybody. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure of... everybody is recovering from good old St. Patty's Day. I hope you uh, stayed away from that green beer. That's a rough one. That is a rough one. There's something about that chemical added to it, which maybe it's psychological, but... Ooh, or or it could be the cheap Schaefer you're gunning down since noon. Uh, that could also be a factor. I don't know. I wonder how many call-outs there are going to be today. Or late, late, late arrivals. Maybe productivity isn't quite 100%. Hey, definitely. But not me. Not me. No, not, of course not. Of course not you. But it's Monday. And it's really, it's a time for celebration. Mm-hmm. We're all... Um, we're all welcoming the beginning of the work week with open arms. I I certainly am. I'm getting uh, I'm getting FaceTime. I'm grinding. I'm hustling, twenty four seven. You're interfacing. Interfacing. Forming, all, always, Matt. Always. Yeah, forming uh, relationships with people. You're you're uh, going to shake their hand, and you got the other hand firmly on the bicep. And it's kind of, it's yeah. like a it's like and a I'm, sumo and I'm squ- wrestling match. And I'm squeezing with the thumb yep. and the forefinger. Yep, making I'm, a lot I'm, of eye I'm, contact. I'm really getting I'm getting into those veins, I'm getting into the bloodstream. <laughs> making the eye contact that makes the other person really uncomfortable after a while. <laughs> oh yeah, no no blinking and no averting my gaze. And when they it, try to pull it, away, it's like a wrestling match where I'm right yeah. in there, I'm not letting I'm them like, go. I'm like, I'm like a deer in headlights. Always, I'm always on. Always on. I'm not letting you go till I've made that sale. No. And and I, you know what the funny thing is, is? I might not even be selling anything to no. you. I'm still looking for the sale. The I'm still looking to close the deal. Right. <laughs> There's always a deal. <laughs> always a deal. Because you might be selling them something later. You know, you just want to. I'm just laying the found. I'm laying the relational ship foundation it could be tomorrow it could be 20 years from now i could be in a retirement home in florida you know in 2050 and 
Bob, who I had a soft touch with in 2019, boom, I spring on him then. <laughs> I, I, I pounce on him 31 years later with, with the sell, with the hard sell. With an updated life insurance policy <laughs> that he's going to want for his grandkids. Don't you care about your grandkids, Bob? What about their future? Don't you want them to be financially set, settled? You know, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Bob. Bob, I remember uh, Stop and Shop, uh, March tenth, two thousand nineteen. Right? When you're living on the patch of swampland, you tried to sell to your neighbor <laughs> who told you to get off their property for the final time until they they were going to call the cops. They're just sick of it. And you're over there going, "Hey, I got to pay my kids college tuition. What's your problem?" Uh, listen, I I'm, I always have to be selling, hustling. <laughs> I got to be in the moment because if I were to get one brief moment of silence oh. alone with myself, oh. Game over. Game over, Matt. The whole facade falls down, and I actually have to look at what I've done. There's sometimes uh, I'll see somebody on their phone, like in an office or something like that. Like if I'm waiting, you know, like waiting for the eye doctor or whatever, and, you know, somebody's on their phone and they're furiously and this and that. And then they, they put the phone down for a second, and they look around, and I start to see the panic overcome they start to their eyes get wide and they start and then bang right back on the phone they're scrolling they're scrolling they're looking they're looking because ooh, that's a rough you don't want that no you you don't you don't want that you want to constantly be entertained um you don't you don't want to be alone you don't want to question anything you don't want to be alone with the old thoughts the old noggin yeah i remember uh, being at the dmv behind this woman she was on her phone. <laughs> She's saying, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of hard. I know. Well, is there a do not resuscitate? Well, we're going to have to make the decision on to pull the plug or not. And I'm not sure who wants to make that decision. In the DMV, I'm standing behind her. She's multitasking. Do we pull the oh. plug on pop or hold on? I got to get my license renewed. Hang on. Hang on. Yeah. Don't, yeah, don't pull yeah. the plug just yet. Yeah, don't, don't pull the plug to shit. Let me get my license reviewed, and then I'm going to Google whether I, we should pull the plug or not. You know what it reminds me? Uh, the end of Goodfellas, when he is about to get caught and he's running all over the place, he's cooking dinner. You know that famous scene, he's, he's wrapping up the cocaine, he's got the peppers yep. grilling, this and that. And then I was listening to Martin Scorsese's commentary on it, and he said the thing was that Henry Hill had lost... You know, because he was using a lot of drugs and he's this and that, you know, he'd lost all perspective. Like everything was of the same importance, like shopping for clothes, cooking dinner, selling the heroin, you know, this, that, that they all just like he did not differentiate anymore between like going to, you know, drop, pick his brother up at the hospital. He's got to get the cocaine cut. He's got to uh, peel the tomatoes for the sauce. He's got to go pick up the cocaine. He's got to drop this person up. Like, it was all... So, like, this one with the DMV, it all seemed to just, like, you know, it takes on the same level of importance. It's my, it's my typical Sunday afternoon. Cooking, <laughs> uh, cooking for the boys, going to pick up a kilo of Coke, cutting yeah. it up, 
Well, yeah. personal use for personal use, just to. Per, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm not selling it. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't want to get thrown in jail. It's just no. personal stuff. I. Uh, so I. I, oh, I came across. Uh, I came across this quote from. Uh, you know the guy who wrote Fight Club, Chuck. I don't know uh, ever Pal- how to. Is it is it Palinick? Something like that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this this is the this is his quote. Old George Orwell got it backward. Big Brother isn't watching. He's singing and dancing. He's pulling rabbits out of a hat. Big Brother's busy holding your attention every moment you're awake. He's making sure you're always distracted. He's making sure you're fully absorbed. He's making sure your imagination withers until it's as useful as your appendix. He's making sure your attention is always filled. And this being fed, it's worse than being watched. With the world always filling you, no one has to worry about what's in your mind. With everyone's imagination atrophied, no one will ever be a threat to the world. Wait, wait. I was just watching this video of a kitten wrestling a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, what were you talking about? <laughs> you you got to see this My, thing. The yeah. kitten wrestles the squirrel. <laughs> Multitasking. Just... Constantly getting pulled, you're like a two-year-old that's getting pulled from from one thing to the other. One video, another meme. There's an otter grooming a a, a seal. <laughs> My yeah. God, like, no, I know it. It really is just uh, constant, yeah, distraction. Not, I mean, there are still writers out there. Obviously, there are still filmmakers. There are still artists, but it gets harder and harder to drown out. All the, the I, I fight it constantly in the classroom. Kids have their phones out constantly. And it's like, put your phone away. And now I start to feel like I'm just trying to deal with a heroin addict and just tell them, look, just put the heroin down. Like, it's not that easy. They see their parents no, it's, doing it, it. It, it. It's it's very addicting. I'm Ugh. actually surprised that they allow the kids to bring the phone into the classroom. Well, in high school, you really... Like, if there was a school emergency, if there was... Like, they can't leave them in the lockers because if somebody breaks in the locker, there's all kinds... Of, I think in middle school, they can. One school, a charter school... Charter schools kind of run on a different program, but they bought these things. It was a bag, and they drop their phone in the bag, and the bag locks at the beginning of the day. So they have their phone, but it's locked in this bag. And then at the end of the day, they put it in this machine, and it unlocks the bag. And... I honestly think, and some of the kids said in the article, they appreciated the time to detox. That's the word. That that is well. Really I sick mean, word. I, that really wouldn't work for me because the entire no. day I'd be thinking of how can I break into this box. You'd be pressing the buttons yeah, through the bag. I, I, I'd have it between my teeth. Yeah, and I'd be trying to tear it open. But the thing is, like, you're an adult. You know, you have a business you run. Well, oh, whoa, whoa, whole, 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 right there, All right, Maddie. you're that's you're over the strong, age of eighteen. That's a very strong assertion that I'm an adult. You're in your mid forties. I'll I'll put it that way. Okay. You're legally okay, an adult. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh, but these are are kids, you know, who on the one hand, like, look, you have no pressing business. You're 16 years old. You're set. You have no pressing business. You're not getting called to surgery. Your child isn't at school sick or something like that. Like, no. Oh, what, what about their Snapchat followers I know. Yeah, or right. Instagram followers? They're waiting on bated breath for the next post. That's true. That is absolutely true. Texting each other. I'm like, texting each other about what? 
there's nothing going on. Like, there's nothing going on. But, yeah, it, it's a constant distraction. And the idea of just, you know, like every moment people seem to have free, you just automatically go on your phone. And and that's that's just default. So for me to expect, you know, a 17-year-old to have, like, the impulse control to not do that, I mean, it's it's and every teacher, every school deals with it. And it's just like, oh, my God, you're fighting this, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, it's 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 an epidemic. I, I had this thought on over the weekend on Saturday morning of how I can share my enthusiasm of Monday with just basically everybody I come into contact with. So I thought about Monday hugs. Oh. And this is the t- this is the type of hug if you can picture it Matt where I come in out of nowhere. Right? <laughs> and you and the hands of the person's hands that I'm hugging, their arms are at their sides. Yeah. And I go for the full bear hug. <laughs> yep. And squeeze them nice and tight and then just whisper in the ear, I love Mondays. How about you? <laughs> you can, I, I, I would work in a bit of a, like you're almost moved to tears yeah, over this uh, Yes, I, I like that. You and know. what I like about it is there's no chance for a counter hug. No. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not leaving that door open. It's no. only my hug. You're only getting my I love Monday hug. That's it. <laughs> Imagine if, what, what would be the real fallout? If you went up and hugged, like, an employee or something like that, like, if you just went in and, you know. In, in, in that manner, uh, there there would probably be, I'd probably be sitting in HR uh, with, with, my, with my head down and being scolded. Yeah, but, you know, I'd, I'd just be like, look, I, I am trying to foster a community spirit here and I'm trying to show my coworkers I care about them. Like, there was no ill intention or anything like that. I hugged zero the men, I hugged in, the women, you know. Zero in, in intention. I was trying to share my enthusiasm for the moment. Yeah. Imagine coming up behind them and doing that hug. <laughs> 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 Around the chest and just kind of head on the shoulder. Oh, yeah, head on the shoulders. It's it's a it's an enthusiastic beginning of the week Monday virus that I got to share. You know what I loved? There was a congressman who was uh, accused of sexually harassing his male interns. And <laughs> part of this involved tickling. Tickling. Like well, a there's, par- there's a documentary, I believe it's on Netflix, uh, um, called, I think it's Tickled, or Tickle, <laughs> where people pay other people <laughs> to incessantly tickle them. Like, just... <laughs> Hey, you don't have to pay me. I'll do it for free. No problem. (laughs) It's, you know, it's so funny that that life is so funny. I was watching Saturday Live this past uh, weekend. Uh, My boys love Saturday Night Live. And there was Weekend Update. And it was Colin Jost. And his thing was Trump sat next to the massage parlor owner yeah uh, that the patriots um what's the guy's name the patriots owner uh robert Kraft. but robert Kraft attended and then he just stops looks at um 
uh, looks at Cameron and goes, it's just a, it's a great time to be alive, isn't it? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> the, the absurdity of yeah. all of this is just insane. There's no actual work going on. Like nothing's been accomplished, really. No. You know, like the no. summit with I was just watching just a brief thing on CNN. You know, the, they were revisiting the the supposed summit in Hanoi with Trump and Kim Jong Un, saying they have a mysteriously wonderful relationship. Like that does not say anything good about our dear leader. That you have a good relationship with a psychopath. Like Kim Jong Un, did you see the uh, this the two and a half hour speech he gave at the conservative something? Or I other? saw some of it. He was hugging the American flag. Did you see that? Sweet hugging uh, the mean, American flag. He was. I only, I only. I didn't have. I didn't watch the two and a half hours, but I I watched clips of it on YouTube. I mean, pure insanity. I, it's comical. It's it, yeah. It's it would be. Act- yeah. This guy literally just says what he doesn't when he goes off script. Got, br- buckle in, everybody. Well, buckle in. He never finishes a sentence. Like it's so nope. stressful trying to listen to this disjointed jibber jabber that just you know. And then all of a sudden, everybody starts cheering, and it's like, what are you freaking? But uh, to get back to the yeah, the congressman, apparently a lot of these interns and whatnot, they'll all like share a house in D.C. because it's very expensive to live there. And I don't think they get paid or if they do, they get a stipend or whatever. So he would go there and occasionally they would engage in tickle fights. <laughs> this is how he characterized him. This good old friendly, like, this is what guys do. <laughs> Could you imagine? Like, seriously, Bob, get the f away from me and stop trying. <laughs> stop trying to tickle me. Could this you is the last time of, I'm telling you? A bunch and, and of Bob, grown Bob's men. hunched over. Yeah, he's, he's trying to get. He's trying to get in like this, where the kidney is. Try, trying to get that that sweet tickle spot. <laughs> you picture like five or six grown men just tickling each other. They're all in their undies, like. When you, oh, me, Jesus. and our friends, John and uh, Frank and, and Tom used to live together, we joked about this. We joked oh, about, like, absolutely. oh, you know, we tickle each other. These guys do it. Like, the, I, the absurdity of life, as you say, it's endlessly entertaining. It is. I mean, and, and that's, that's the, uh, if you're looking at the glass half full side of life on this Monday morning. Oh, it's great. That's... That's something that the glass is overflowing in absurdity. The guy, the congressman or senator, when Michael Cohen was before Congress. Now, for the record, I think Michael Cohen is a complete dirtbag. It pains me to see the Democrats uh, listening to him because if the situation were reversed and Barack Obama was in the White House, they would be calling him a liar. He's a dirtbag. He's a scumbag. But the senator who uses the phrase liar, liar, pants on fire. And this is kind of like, oh, my God. Like, you think you're being clever and you're not. You just sound like an idiot. And they all think they're so clever. And You know what I was remembering uh, was because somebody, I forget who brought it up. I think it was John Kerry when he was running for president. He was down in Harlem. And he's, you know, with all these young black guys. And he says, like, you know how John Kerry talks? He's very, you know, 
Barry Harvard, and uh, he tells him, hey, maybe I'll come back and shoot some b-ball with you guys. And it's oh, like one of those really God. awkward moments where oh. it's like, yeah. And then then I, I thought, I think it was within the same presidential race, Mitt Romney was in L.A. standing with a bunch of young black kids, and he starts going, who let the dogs out? Oh, <laughs> because <yeah>. in their <laughs> twisted minds, it's like, Oh, this is what you do when you're standing with these minority youth. They like hula. And I think the song was about 15 years old by that point. So these kids, by the looks on their faces, they really didn't know what he was talking about. And he's just going. Just like the the politician, like relating to the locals. It's awful. I I was, it's painful. It's It's so painful. Yeah, and it's it's always so fake. Like, why don't you just you know? That's why I think people like about Bernie Sanders. He makes no pretension at the sports teams, at the local hamburger, or, or de- he doesn't do any of that. He just is no, you know, he doesn't. Yeah, all right, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna healthcare, boom, and then he's out. And like you know, I think people kind of like someone who's not trying to be your buddy. Like, no, I don't want to have a beer with you. I'm I'm all good. You know, but. I, but that's that's not what you should do at your job. You should be going up to your boss, trying to get your boss to come out for brewskis after work. <laughs> you know, find yeah, you out. Gotta, it's not just a work relationship. You got to jump over that boundary. Absolutely. You got to make. You got to get in close and tight. Yeah. It's got to be a tight relationship. I do that gotta... with my bosses, but it's so transparent and pathetic that it just angers them. <laughs> <laughs> It's so it's so ridiculous, you know. But like, yeah, if you, find out if your boss is into sailing. Find out if your boss is into golf. Find out, you know, and then you start talking about it. And it doesn't matter what then, you're interested in. And then and then uh, and then show up in like a boat shoes, and, you know, <laughs> boating jacket on Monday morning, or you you pop in and be like, hey. Uh, Hey, look what I found! Uh, my clubs in the back of my. Hey, hey, Jim, you want to go shoot some uh, shoot some golf after uh, after work? It's a great nine holer, and you you haven't picked a, you've never picked up a club. <laughs> yeah, but there are all these. Seriously, there are all these books and advice, and that's what you're supposed to do. Like you're always. It's like when does your networking ever end, and you're doing it, what it you never. That's ends. right. That's right. Sorry, what was I thinking? What was I thinking? Whenever I'm out, I mean, I'm you just the the working experience actually, podcast. That's what I'm always talking about. You actually just offended me, deeply offended me by yeah. saying that networking. When does it end? <laughs> it n- never ends. You're never at the dinner party. Ends. So what, what? What kind of work are you in, Jim? Oh, okay, really? Yeah, that's interesting. Because I, you know, blah 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 yeah. blah 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 blah. My uh, and and Jeannie has instructions at my funeral to continue to network <laughs> on my behalf after I've died. You know what this and the, is. And oh, my, my boys will carry on the legacy of the network. The of networking. The, the Johnny B network, always hustling. I'll, I'll end with this. This is a true story. I uh, went over to Vector Knives when I was, I think it was the summer before college. And it turned out you're supposed to be a knife salesman. You're supposed to sell steak knives. <laughs> right? did, you, did you really? Yeah. I didn't know what it was. I was like, 
I don't know, 18, like they were just advertising for a job. Like I didn't really look at it. I was just like, okay, they have this meeting, whatever I go to it. And, uh, so after a while I'm sitting there listening and then you realize that you're the customer, like I'm buying the knives from them and I'm supposed to sell them to my relatives. (laughs) And then I, I, I do have to give myself a little bit of a pat on the back for recognizing this because I left in the middle of it. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, they want me to pay them $250. That was the whole deal. And then I realized I'm the customer. It's They have no interest in me selling to anybody else. They don't care. So the guy's telling us the story. He's one of these idiots up there. And he's like, uh, he goes, yeah, I'm going to tell you one time. I was out at a bar. I'm sitting there having a beer. Guy's next to me. We start talking. Guy asks me what I do. And I say, well, John, I sell knives. And that, that kind of generates some interest. You know, like, wow, that's different. <laughs> so long and short of it is, take the guy out to my car, open up the trunk, show oh. to him, made a sale that oh. night. I'm like, first of all, no, you didn't. This is so utterly ridiculous. And secondly... If I'm in a bar and some guy tells me he sells knives, we're done chatting. Okay, we're done. That's the end. Of, the end of the conversation. Oh God, that is just. It was just... so bad. It was so bad. I left there. I just walked out. You know, I was. Like, I mean, the, the funny thing is, is like it's like this guy must have been trained to be like, okay, you've got to relate. You got to tell a personal story. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't matter if it's true or not. Just. You got to tell, and this guy came up with the bars. I met this guy in a bar. Yeah. Hey, what, hey, what do you do? Hey, you got a tomato on you? Uh, yeah. Uh, I'll, cu- I'll cut it up right now. Hey, Jesus. bartender, give me a lime. Let me show you something right here. <laughs> yeah, well, I realized they, they were calling us in for these so-called interviews, and they were doing them two at a time. And then I, I, I realized at some point, like, this is all just BS. Like, this is all just a sham. They just want to sell us a set of knives. So there were like 20 people there. If they can get four people, they just made $1,000. And then I was leaving and this other guy left at the same time and walking through the parking lot and he looks at me and he goes, what are they kidding? (laughs) (laughs) And I said, well, there's people still in there. And he goes, yeah, no, I know. You're right. And I was like, got to be kidding me. So, um, well, everybody, I, I hope you're recovering okay from St. Patty's Day, but you need to get behind your computer. You need to get to work, okay? Hustle. Monday is not going to last forever. No. And you, you can gotta, always you make more You got maybe, money. I don't know, depending on when you're listening to this, you got maybe, I don't know, 10 or 15 hours left of Monday. You got to embrace that. You got to jump on that pony and ride that pony all the way to midnight. Um, I'd love to continue with this podcast, but I have to get to one of my three side hustles right now. So, you know, got to keep the ball rolling. Yeah, it's not just one job that defines Maddie. It's the multitude of, like when I, and people are always amazed that Matt can keep this many balls in the air. (laughs) (laughs) Truth be, I can't keep one in the air. I I can't juggle one ball. It doesn't work. I drop it, pick it up, but you know, there's always hope. Constantly getting into trouble at work. Yeah, it's just the same. Always late. Always leaving early. (laughs) Projects not done. 
but always talking a good game. I'm really right? good at that. I'm really good Every, at that. Everything's fine. Everything's on the up and the up. I'm always killing it. Always killing it. No problem. Always, so, always killing it. <laughs> you guys kill it too. Have a wonderful week. Okay. Thanks everyone for listening. <laughs>